Has anyone ever made a promise to you and then broken that promise? How did that make you feel? What did you say to that person? Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. Today's story is a story poem, also known as a ballad, and it's all about a broken promise and what happened as a result of that. It was written a long time ago, and some of the words might be unfamiliar to you, as they are rather old-fashioned, but if you listen closely, I think you'll be able to guess their meaning from what is happening in this story. And there's one particular word which you might not know, pied. But if you listen very carefully, the story will tell you its meaning. Since this is a rather long poem, I'm going to be sharing it with you in two parts. Let's take a journey with... The Pied Piper of Hamelin by Robert Browning, Part 1. Hamelin towns in Brunswick by famous Hanover City. The river Weser, deep and wide, washes its wall on the southern side. A pleasanter spot you never spied, but when begins my ditty almost 500 years ago to see the townsfolk suffer so from vermin was a pity. Rats! They fought the dogs and killed the cats and bit the babies in the cradles and ate the cheeses out of the vats and licked the soap from the cook's own ladles, split open the kegs of salted sprats, made nests inside men's Sunday hats and even spoiled the women's chats by drowning their speaking with shrieking and squeaking in fifty different sharps and flats. At last the people in a body to the town hall came flocking "'Tis clear,' cried they, "'our mayor's a noddy. "'And as for our corporation, "'shocking to think we buy gowns lined with ermine "'for dolts that can't or won't determine "'what's like to rid us of our vermin. "'Rouse up, sirs, give your brains a racking "'to find the remedy we're lacking, "'or sure as fate we'll send you packing.' "'At this the mayor and corporation "'quaked with a mighty consternation.' An hour they sat in council, at length the mayor broke silence. For a gilder of my ermine gown sell, I wish I were a mile hence. It's easy to bid one rack one's brain, I'm sure my poor head aches again, I've scratched it so and all in vain. Oh, for a trap, a trap, a trap! Just as he said this, what should hap at the chamber door but a gentle tap? Bless us, cried the mayor, what's that? With the corporation as he sat, looking little, though wondrous fat, only a scraping of shoes on the mat. Anything like the sound of a rat makes my heart go pit-a-pat. Come in, the mayor cried, looking bigger. And in did come the strangest figure. His queer long coat from heel to head was half of yellow and half of red, and he himself was tall and thin, with sharp blue eyes, each like a pin, and light loose hair, yet swarthy skin, no toft on cheek nor beard on chin, but lips where smiles went out and in. There was no guessing his kith and kin. And nobody could enough admire the tall man and his quaint attire. Quoth one, It's as my great-grandsire, starting up at the trump of Doom's tone, had walked this way from his painted tombstone. He advanced to the council table. And, Please, your honours, said he, 
I'm able by means of a secret charm to draw creatures living beneath the sun that creep or swim or fly or run after me so as you never saw. And I chiefly use my charm on creatures that do people harm, the mole and toad and newt and viper, and people call me the Pied Piper. And here they notice round his neck a scarf of red and yellow stripe to match with his coat of the self-same check, and at the scarf's end hung up pipe, and his fingers they noticed were ever straying, as if impatient to be playing upon this pipe, as low it dangled over his vesture so old-fangled. Yet, said he, poor piper as I am, in Tartary I freed the cham, lancer June from his huge swarm of gnats. I eased in Asia the Nizam of a monstrous brood of vampire bats. And as for what your brain bewilders, if I can rid your town of rats, will you give me a thousand guilders? One? Fifty thousand was the exclamation of the astonished mayor and corporation. Into the street the piper stepped, smiling first a little smile, as if he knew what magic slept in his quiet pipe the while. Then... Like a musical adept, to blow the pipe, his lips he wrinkled, and green and blue his sharp eyes twinkled. Like a candle flame where salt is sprinkled, and ere three shrill notes the pipe uttered, you heard as if an army muttered. And the muttering grew to a grumbling, and the grumbling grew to a mighty rumbling, and out of the houses the rats came tumbling. Great rats, small rats, lean rats, brawny rats, brown rats, black rats, grey rats, tawny rats. Brave old plodders, gay young friskers, fathers, mothers, uncles, cousins, cocking tails and pricking whiskers, families by tens and dozens, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, followed the piper for their lives. From street to street he piped a dancing, and step for step they followed dancing, until they came to the river beater, wherein all plunged and perished, save one who, stout as Julius Caesar, swam across and lived to carry, as he the manuscript he cherished, to rat land home his commentary, which was. At the first shrill notes of the pipe I heard a sound as of scraping tripe, and putting apples wondrous ripe into a cider's press gripe, and a moving away of pickled tub boards, and a leaving a jar of conserve cupboards, and a drawing the corks of train oil flasks, and a breaking the hoops of butter casks, and it seemed as if a voice, sweeter than by harp or by sultry is breathed, called out, O rats, rejoice! The world is grown to one vast dry sultry, so munch on, crunch on, take your nunchin! Breakfast, summer, dinner, luncheon, and just as one bulky sugar punchin ready staved like a great sun shone, glorious scarce an inch before me, just as me thought it said, come bore me, I found the visa rolling o'er me. Yes, you'd have heard the hamlin people ringing the bells till they rocked the steeple. Go, cried the mayor, and get long poles. Poke out the nests and block up the holes. Consult with carpenters and builders and leave in our town not even a trace of the rats. When suddenly up the face of the piper perked in the marketplace with a, first if you please, my thousand guilders. A thousand guilders? The mayor looked blue. So did the corporation too. For council dinners made rare havoc with claret, moselle, vindegrave, hawk. 
and half the money would replenish their cellar's biggest butt with Rhenish to pay this sum to a wandering fellow with a gypsy coat of red and yellow. Beside, quoth the mayor with a knowing wink, our business was done at the river's brink. We saw with our eyes the vermin sink and what's dead can't come to life, I think. So, friend, we're not the folks to shrink from the duty of giving you something for drink and a matter of money to put in your poke. But as for the gilders, what we spoke of them, as you very well know, is in joke. Beside, our losses have made us thrifty. A thousand gilders. Come, take fifty. End of part one. You can listen to part two next week and discover what happened in the town of Hamlin as a result of the mayor breaking his promise to the Pied Piper. Do you think you know the meaning of pied now? Remember, if this story painted some pictures in your imagination, do send us your drawings so we can share. Cheerio, then join me next time for Journey with Story. <laughs>